Welcome to Creative Mind Living, a podcast for personal growth based on the works of Carl Jung, neuroscience, and Eastern philosophies. We are your hosts, Deborah Barrett Maldonado and Dr. Rob Maldonado, founders of Creative Mind Coaching. Hello, everyone. Welcome to uh, our soul session on Saturday. Yeah, I hope you guys are doing uh, well and staying positive. Yes, we are really excited to share this content with you. Um, Timely content. And it's called Cultivating an Enlightened Mind. And it's really about how do we hold our... What do we do with our mind Mm. when the external feels a little uncertain how do how do we hold our vision and and really this what we're going to teach today is something that you should apply no matter when things are going well or when things are not going well it's it's just a kind of a general idea of working with the mind yeah absolutely do you want me to talk about where it comes from and kind of the background of it. <laughs> yeah, I do, but okay. I want to start off by just reminding everyone that we have a our new spiritual course that if you haven't signed up for it yet, it's absolutely free. It starts on um, Monday and we're not going to be here in the group for it, uh, but we will have the, uh, if you sign up, you get an account with our Thinkific uh, service, our courses, and then you'll get the visualizations that come with it. You'll have the replays of the videos and the audio that you can download. So be sure to register so you can get the reminders and we'll be on Zoom. It'll be on video and then you'll actually be able to call in. You can, uh, un- uh, we can unmute you. We could talk to you. It's a little more interactive than here. So yeah. And be ready to go deep. Uh, yeah. Because uh, <laughs> nobody has accused us of not going deep. Yes. So let's start with uh, what does it mean to cultivate an enlightened mind, Rob, in your opinion, in two minutes or less? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, a little context because uh, context is everything to understand, um, let's say, a, a, a deeper spiritual psychology. So the content that we talk about, the, the ideas that we talk about uh, in, in our spiritual psychology, which is kind of the, the deeper foundation of our work, you really have to understand them that they're, they're coming from a very different paradigm than the, the material universe paradigm, mm-hmm. which we all operate on in this transactional reality, mm-hmm. meaning the everyday reality. We just assume that uh, the universe is made out of material, and science and physics kind of confirm that for us, mm-hmm. and we operate under those principles. And we're in this like world that all this stuff is happening, and we're basically powerless to yeah. to like kind of bobbing around and we're I was just reacting to reacting. It. Like uh, someone said uh, in one of the um, Vivekananda's books, he said it's like a cork bobbing on the top of the ocean, being mm. pushed around by the waves, and that's kind of how a lot of people feel right now. So, how do we become the ocean? Yeah, and and so the ideas uh, spoken of in the Gita and the Upanishads, which uh, we're going to be talking about. They assume a very different universe, mm-hmm. and if you want to understand them properly, you have to make that adjustment. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people try to understand them from the materialistic perspective, and it, it doesn't make sense, or it mm-hmm. gives you kind of a weird, warped understanding of what they're talking about. But if you adjust your mind to understand that 
it's a conscious universe. Mm-hmm. It's a conscious universe. Now, it doesn't mean all the laws of nature don't apply. Obviously, they apply because they keep the patterns going, the pattern we see in nature and, and the cycles of the seasons and the planets. Of course, they're, they're still operating under the, those laws, but it's nature, meaning our perception of that universe is really what's creating it for mm-hmm. us. The interaction between our our consciousness and what's called the material universe is really what we're experiencing. And the material universe is an extension of us versus versus separate from us. That's it, yes. And so a lot of people, like when I first started doing hypnotherapy and I was learning the law of attraction, what they teach in that, they assume that there's a material, <clears throat> like our thoughts are material, and then those thoughts go out and magnetize and bring material things back to you. And that's actually the wrong understanding um, of, of how the universe works. It's that we're not these separate bubbles and that we're pulling and magnetizing. Of course, there's a concept of that in, in the, the universe of, of the material world, but it, it's not separate from us. Mm-hmm. We are connected to everything. So everything that we create in our life, every experience we have, is basically connected to us in some way. So there's not like, oh, those bad things I'm going to stay away from, or those are good things I want to stay, I want to grasp toward. They're all a part of our mind, and that's cultivating that mind is very, very important. Yeah, and we'll we'll be kind of talking more about that concept of what is the conscious universe versus the material universe, mm-hmm. but we wanted to give you something that you can work with right now today. Uh, and, and this comes from that philosophy. And, and in order to understand it, try to make that shift, at least open up the possibility that you are the creator of your world. Mm. You know, and, and we know this not only from the, these ancient teachings in the Upanishads and the Gita, but also from current neuroscience that it teaches us that our perception is really what makes sense of the universe to us, and it creates it and constructs this reality for us in a very direct way. Before you go on, I'd like sure. to just add, I love um, one of the things that you have said before, which really helped me understand, <clears throat> is um, the idea that everything is consciousness. Everything is consciousness. That what appears to be matter is not as solid as we think, mm-hmm. and that we are that consciousness. So everything is consciousness. Everything that you experience and and things that you are unconscious that you experience is part of consciousness, and you are that consciousness. So I love that idea. Um, so let's talk about where the gunas come from, or what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. So the gunas. Uh, well, the enlightened mind. Yeah, the enlightened mind. Uh, it's part of. Let's say the gunas play into the enlightened mind mm-hmm. because we're going to talk about a state of mind called sattva. Mm. And we'll get to that. But they come from this philosophy called samkhya. And, uh, you know, don't worry about the Sanskrit mm-hmm. terms. I just want to give you background for those of you that want to research or want to look it up or whatever you want to do. The Samkhya essentially says there are two main forces in the universe, the spirit and matter. Mm. Uh, the Purusha and the Prakriti, meaning uh, pur- Purusha is like the universal soul. So mm. if you think about Jung's idea of the collective unconscious, 
It's that moving, unseen force that... We're all like a soup that we're all in. Yeah, it creates everything and moves everything. Mm -hmm. The unseen, right? The seen, meaning the manifest universe, the way we experience it is prakriti, meaning nature, translates as nature uh, or matter, Mm -hmm. right? The, The material manifest universe. So between these two forces, then, you have, uh, you know, if you ask, how does the spirit actually interplay with matter? Mm-hmm. How do matter and spirit interact? And the Gita explains that it's through the gunas. Mm. Now, gunas is another Sanskrit term. It translates as qualities, mm-hmm. meaning the qualities of nature, the qualities mm. of the material world, mm-hmm are really what what shape our life mm. in a very direct way. And if you think about the world, it's always moving. There's always, it's like a te- everything's temporary. Like, there Even uh, things that you think are solid, say, um, even the rocks. If you go to Utah and you see all those beautiful rocks, the wind over millions of years shaped those rocks and changed them over time. It may take longer. And then other things you buy... You know, cereal uh, Monday and it's gone on Friday. <laughs> you know, that's gone. Uh, or uh, like furniture may take a little longer, but each each material item takes longer to kind of move through its change. And you might not notice the change. Um, a new plant r- arising, you may notice it, you know, the change is then a full grown plant. So, but everything is in constant movement. In our life too, we're, we're aging, we're getting older every moment. Um, we're constantly having to eat and replenish the body. So there's always movement and change. The good news is that if you're in a place where you don't, aren't happy where you are, the movement is, uh, is certain. There's always, change is certain. That's something that you cannot, um, that you can't move against. It's, it, there's always change. And so in a way, we always have the ability to create the change we want in our life. We're never stuck anywhere, yeah. truly. Yeah, absolutely. So the Gita is a conversation between uh, Arjuna, us kind of asking, what do I do with my life? And, you know, how do I manage this suffering that I'm experiencing? And And the battle, he's in a battle. So it feels that way to a lot of people that life is a battle of external forces. And how do I, I don't want to fight, you know, he, he drops his bow and he says, I refuse to fight. And Krishna says, you have to, this is your duty, you have to. So we all have that duty. We can't just like relax and give up. We have to do something. There has yeah. to be movement. Yeah, absolutely. And, and Krishna, of course, represents the divine element in us. Mm-hmm. So they're not separate. But uh, back to then, how is this practical for us, right? All these cosmological forces uh, mm-hmm. operating spirit and matter, but what do we do with it in our own mind? Mm-hmm. And if we are indeed operating in a conscious universe, how do we work with these? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the, the Samkhya, the philosophy of, of spirit and matter, says there are three, three levels of matter that, that interact with spirit on an individual level. Mm. Meaning... We're, we're a combination of both spirit and matter, mm. right? We have a mind and we have this, this spirit within us, but we also have a body that interacts with what we perceive as the material world. And then we have this unseen spirit that, is, that we can't see, but that is mo- giving us movement in life. 
That's right. And so it says there's three levels to this interaction. The first one is tamas. Now, tamas translates as inertia. So if you think about uh, water in its solid form as ice, mm. it doesn't move that much. It, mm. It's kind of slowed down to a very slow, inert form. Or a, a lake that has no movement to it, a puddle of water that yes. just sits there and it starts to gain moss and That's right. lack of life. Uh, rocks also, they, they mm-hmm. seem to be static, but we know they're, like you were saying, they're, they're always, slow. they're moving also, but they're very slow, very inert. Then the second level... And the earth too, I mean, if the earth, and the great thing about Thomas is that um, if the earth moves so fast, like we know what happens in California with earthquakes, we don't want to have the earth shaking all the time. So that kind of that steadiness is mm-hmm. also a great quality in in um in in experience and matter that there's this gentle kind of uh strength you know like holding us in matter at yeah the same absolutely time. yeah it says that uh, the the all three forces are needed uh for nature to operate mm-hmm. for the laws of nature to operate so you have this inertia now psychologically what that means for us is that when we're in a state of of thomas our mind is very sluggish. Mm. We're kind of just going by the basic survival elements of, you know, what do I need to do to just maintain life? It's like a lack of motivation. It feels like, what's the use? Um, you, you feel like no matter what you do, nothing changes, so what, why, why bother? You know, that kind mm-hmm. of depressed state almost sometimes, a lethargy. Um, you're kind of on the couch watching Netflix, trying to pass the time, but you just, you're not even happy. You're just kind of um, a little down, a little slowing down. Yeah. The, when you're sick, you the, go into Thomas, your body is kind of just kind of recovering. So you're not really yeah. in an active state. Yeah. I think the couch potato yeah. analogy fits well, <laughs> but it also says that Thomas is a state of ignorance. Mm-hmm. So what that means is the mind is not perceiving the world in its right perspective. It, it feels like it's powerless to the world. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And so it feels inert. It feels mm-hmm. like there's not much movement. There's nothing I can really, my, my sense of agency is dampened. I, I don't feel like I can make changes in my in my life. So he, and then he says the second level, which is rajas, and rajas simply translates as passion and activity. So this passion and activity, it says that's what builds the world. Mm-hmm. If you look at the cities and the highways and the freeways, all you know, bustling and 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 going back and forth at super speeds. That's rajas. Mm -hmm. It's that activity of doing, doing, doing. Going to work, you know, waiting for the weekend, looking for the paycheck, feeling uh, like kind of rushed. Um, And it's almost a little, it's like an anxious state of there's, you're not there yet. So you're just kind of on a treadmill and you're, you're in movement, but you're not really going anywhere. You're kind of feels like it's just, you're, you're not really creating anything new. You're just kind of uh, almost like treading water. If your boat <laughs> throws you in the water and you're just like, ah, you're not floating the like tread, Thomas. Yeah, the treadmill. The treadmill <laughs> and, and the kind of um, treading water and you're just kind of uh, just trying to catch your breath. Um, 
And it's interesting because that's kind of where the world has been. It's been in this mm-hmm. kind of Raja state. And then now we're all forced to shut everything down. And it's this Thomas state where everything sort of stopped and slowed down. Nothing stopped completely. Um, it's just slowed down a lot. And so it, I really do think that most people go from that Rajas, 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 Rajas. They get exhausted and then they give up and then they kind of you know, either recharge or they're just give up. And, and so the, I think both, both states benefit because one is at least has a little hope and the other one is like not as hopeful, but if you're chasing, 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 getting exhausted, we need that Thomas to kind of slow your mind down a little bit, to kind of slow down and say, what, what the heck is going on here? And so sometimes when we're in that state, it really is a chance to look within and say, you know, what is, what is going on? Yeah, on the spiritual path, it, it is essentially the, where the person now starts to believe and understand that the things that I do, the actions that I take, give me results, mm-hmm. either negative or positive, but they give me results, and therefore I should act, and I should do things. Mm-hmm. And the, there you see most of most of us kind of fall into that level of activity where we're always wanting to do things in order to get things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we understand the principle that if I do things, I'm going to get things. I and get if I results. do things the right way, I'll get the right thing. Yeah. Um, or if I do, uh, if I don't do any, and then that's where you get to Thomas because you try different things, and then if things aren't working, you end up going. Well, I, it's almost like you lose that uh, motivation, lack of motivation or drive, and you you fall back again. Yeah, it's very seductive because if you think about it, uh, the, our senses essentially uh, tell us that if you want something, if you want food, if you want comfort, shelter, you want love, your love, whatever you're looking for, that you have to act to get it. And therefore, mm-hmm. we're conditioned by our own actions. Now, this is important to understand that it's our own actions and the way we take those actions that condition us because... We're expecting our own reward. Mm-hmm. And whatever's rewarding to us conditions us to act mm-hmm. more. And whatever's not rewarding us conditions us not to act, mm-hmm. right? To pull back, like you say, to fall back into Thomas. Mm-hmm. So you have these two states that most of the, uh, most of the world lives in. Mm-hmm. If you look at most humans... Unawakened people are... Kind of. Yeah, yeah. In Thomas, definitely, it's it's that people don't understand spiritual principles at all. They're, the The reality is covered. Mm-hmm. The true, absolute reality is covered over by ignorance. And in Rajas, you you start to get a glimpse, but you're still operating in a very kind of um, attached way. In a very attached way, though. yeah, that's a good way to put it. That you're attached to the results of your action. And that those things are motivating you to act. You're mm-hmm. not acting from a higher level of mind. Mm-hmm. And then I want to talk about action for a minute because a lot of people think, well, I'm not doing anything. I'm at the couch. I'm going on Facebook and reading a lot. So I'm not really taking a lot of action. I must be in Thomas. I want you to think of these as states of mind as well. Is your mind in a sluggish depressed state mm. or is it in a worried anxious state and so that's the the, the rajas is that anxious uh i got to do something that feeling of oh i got to mm. do something and the thomas is more like 
eh, you know, everything's going to end and uh, there's nothing I can do. And, you know, maybe kind of like powerlessness and defeatedness. Um, but the anxiousness is really more, I got to do something, you know, that kind of um, feeling of um, uh, if I, ca- I can't sit still. Yes. And my, I can't stop my mind from, so it's that obsessive thinking, not only just obsessive acting, but obsessive thinking. And so those two, like you said, are the predominant, but we want to, how do we get to a place where we're actually creating from a divine place, from a place of truth versus chasing the, these carrots that are so in front of us uh, that we never capture. And, and a lot of us, this is a perfect time for us to look within and say, I've been chasing money my whole life, or I've been chasing this idea of love my whole life and been miserable. What it, what can I do now to cultivate a mind, a different set, mindset so I can um, be happy in life? Like happiness probably is now probably on a higher um, priority list than, mo- than, mm, than for a lot of people right now. So how do I cultivate joy, bliss, states of mind. Um, and then through that, that's where you get all the other things. Uh, the things that you really want uh, come from having um, a state of mind that has that, matches that. Um, if you're in anxiousness, you're thinking, well, this other person or this money or something is going to calm that anxiousness. You're giving your power externally to something else. And then you're chasing the carrot. So the, so the key the, is to be the carrot, not chase it. So to see that you're, what you're seeing is your own mind, that you are that consciousness you can create. And the higher knowledge breaks you out of the what you say is the covering of what you're really looking at, what you're really seeing and sensing of the world and what's possible for you. Yeah. Yeah. So that takes us to the third state, which is sattva. So mm-hmm. sattva translates as clarity, goodness, light. Um, happiness, joy. Mm. It's that state of mind where we're at peace, mm-hmm. but we're still alert and we're, we're optimistic, meaning mm. we're seeing possibilities in our, in our environment, in the universe. And there's still a little attachment to wanting the desires are, are there. They're human. It's a human state. It's not that, oh, I don't care. The world is going to just figure it all out. Like you do have intentions and create from that place. So it's not that you give up and you're just like abandon the world, like renunciate. Hmm. But what you want to do is you want to create a, a mind of um, a bliss so you can create something in the right way or the right understanding, right? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. If, if you want to look this up, it's in the Gita in the 14th chapter. So Krishna says this. He says, in, in, in sattva, you're still attached, but you're attached to knowledge and to happiness. Mm. In other words, you're going for the for the good stuff in, yeah. in life, and you're 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 the using truth. your mind in, let's say, at least based on the understanding that if I if my mind is the one that's telling me whether I'm suffering or in in depression or inertia, it's also the one that is able to tell me when I am happy and joyful and to create those states of mind. I mean, you could choose those states of mind regardless of the external, that in this moment you could choose happiness. And that is actually the most powerful thing is imagine that you weren't dependent on the external being a certain way for you to be happy. How, how much power would that be in your life? Because most of our lives 
we've been conditioned that happiness is mm. out there. Now I know we have real issues and we have real, you know, human problems and people we love and we care for and uh, our, our businesses and our, you know, jobs and all those things that we're concerned about. So it's not about oh, like putting like a, like a pink little paint over everything and just saying, I'm just going to be at bliss and everything's going to work out. You want to, you know, have that right understanding that, they have you can still desire to have you know income to have um health and and your family be well and to see you know the world heal and all those things you could still have those things but it but it doesn't have to take away from your happiness and one of the things i remember um i teach a lot um to my clients is that instead of making the goal finding love or making the goal you know making money make the goal your self awareness and if you can, because through self-awareness, you'll get all those other things, but you put the, you put the self-awareness on top mm-hmm. and then those other things will fall into place. But if you don't put self-awareness on top, you're stuck in those lower states. You're stuck in the Thomas where you're rushing, 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 nothing works. So I'm just going to be depressed for a while and pull back. Then I'm going to try again. I'm going to pull back. If you put a self-awareness first, self-knowledge and joy and happiness. Like I'm committing to be, just be happy. I'm tired of being unhappy. I'm tired of make this situation in my life, making me unhappy. Um, you can, uh, start to really shift all those other things in your life. It, it just has to start from that place. So, um, a lot of people in different spiritual traditions will dedicate their actions toward Jesus or toward Krishna or toward Allah. You know, they, they dedicate, it's a practice of dedicating everything they do for the higher form of themselves. If it's not a formal religion, maybe it's your higher self. I dedicate this to know who I am, to know myself in in its truest sense. I'm dedicating this Mm. to my soul, uh, soul's growth, whatever works for you, that would be a way to get out. So, uh, so one of the things I think I want to talk about, about these three levels is that a lot of people, when you're in Thomas, they think they can just turn it off and go to sadhva right away. So let's talk about how we move through the levels that you can't skip. You have to start where you are. So if you're in Thomas, what would be something that someone could do? Uh, what, what would be their their action their their call to action, or what? The, how would they shift out of Thomas to go up to Rajas? You can't go from. You have to go through Rajas to get to Thomas. So. One of the things that we suggest is that you start doing something, even if you're attached, get into rajas, get into action, because that's, you find a way to be motivated. And if it's not for a higher purpose, at least for a little purpose, you start kind of moving through. And because someone in Thomas isn't motivated at all, and then nothing's happening. It's very stagnant. So you want to get in movement. You want to kind of move through things. It's almost like when you get up in the morning, you don't go from like a stiff uh, state of sleep to like, whoa, I'm going to do like a you know marathon. You get up, you move around, you got to kind of warm up your body. And so that's kind of the 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 state you want to get into. You want to start getting into movement again. Um, even if you're still attached to the result, at least you're moving, at least you're going. And then if you're conscious, you don't have to stay in Rajas either. You can move up to the next level. Um, so then when you do that, when you're in Rajas, what happens if you go, if you're going through this consciously? Yeah, I think the key is the knowledge. Mm. And so this is not any ordinary knowledge. What the, the Gita means by knowledge is higher knowledge. Mm. 
And, and higher knowledge is very simple to define. Higher knowledge simply means knowledge that teaches you about the true nature of your mind and the true nature of reality, meaning it's moving you towards your true self. Mm-hmm. That's higher knowledge. Mm-hmm. So it's not just talking about information about the brain or mm-hmm. about physics or, you know, or economics. Neuroscience, or yeah. Yeah, it's talking about a particular kind of knowledge, which it defines as your own inner wisdom, in mm-hmm. essence. So you're going to find that knowledge through your own inner wisdom. Mm-hmm. And the way you do that is in, in, in the sattvic mind, it's a mind of contentment. You mm-hmm. already understand that I'm complete within myself. Mm-hmm. I don't need to wait till I get that house or get the relationship or get the, the, the position to be happy. I can generate that state of mind in myself because that is my true nature. And I want to warn people, this doesn't mean you don't take action toward those things, because in life, we do need to pay our bills, we need to have love, and we don't want, it's not that I don't care about those things. It's that I, I release my attachment to letting me not having it in this moment mm. make me miserable, or make me anxious, or make me worried. And if we have that right understanding that if our mind creates and cultivates our experience, wouldn't it be easier to cultivate happy uh, money and uh, success and love with a happy mind? Or do you think what kind of love or money or job are you going to create with a disturbed mind? Uh, when we have a disturbed mind and an anxious mind, we settle for less. We, If you're in your own business, you charge less for your services or you take a job that's lower than what you think because you're so desperate to get, Mm -hmm. you settle for relationships that aren't good enough, um, that don't treat you well, or you tolerate, um, or you're chasing and you're not really enjoying dating at all. You're just kind of like, next, 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 and that's not the right person, and you're getting annoyed. And so the process of, of, of acquiring what you want and creating what you want becomes very stressful and anxious. So when you have that sophic state of mind, it doesn't mean you're saying, I everything in my life is perfect and I don't need anything. Um, it, you can still create, but there's a difference between a need and a want, a desire to want something, to have an experience of something from that sattvic mind is much different than mm. that rushing need from Tom, uh, from the Raja state. And so yeah. it's, so again, this is not about you stop and give up and sit under a, a tree and just meditate on angels and rainbows and say, the Lord will take care of me. The angels will clear the earth and everything's going to be fine. It's that you do care. You want to make phone calls if you need to talk to people. Uh, someone just mentioned earlier, what do I do if there's you know not enough ventilators? And I suggested, here's what you do. You take action. You, you call the people that you need if you feel called to take action towards something. But the worry and anxiety is extra. You can do those things in a sattvic state of mind. You don't have to do them in an anxious state of mind. And I think what happens, though, is that we're conditioned Mm -hmm. that the only way we're motivated is when we're in fear. We're conditioned to be motivated by fear. And when we're motivated by fear, we're getting, we're in that Raja state. So how can we cultivate and be motivated by love, by um, happiness, by joy? 
I could, if we all practice this, all of us, and have that ripple effect, we could change the way the world operates in the world. Imagine that everyone starts creating their businesses and their, their relationships from that other place versus that fear. I mean, this is why relationships don't work out. Um, this is not uh, just because of this time that it's difficult. It's, it's, this, it's the human condition that we're really working against. And, um, and so yeah. cultivating from that love is really, really important. And the love of self, uh, for me, you know, you always say to me, uh, Rob, don't worry, never fear, the self is here, the God is here. That's really that kind of idea is that no, I, I'm loved, I'm, I'm coming from that divine place, and I'm going to take action. But I, it's like I trust in my deeper self that there's this, this power within me connected to me that's a part of me that can never be broken, that can never be harmed. And that's what we're acting from. Yeah, so when when the let's say the wheel of rajas that that spinning of always chasing of always grasping for things to make us happy, when it slows down, it's an opportunity to to either fall down into tamas mm-hmm. or to rise up right into mm-hmm. into sattva. So it's right now is a time to focus on this higher knowledge mm-hmm. uh, and whatever in whatever way you see it. Which is why we're doing the course, because I think it's really going to help people. So if this resonates with you, make sure you sign up. It's absolutely free. We're going to talk about all the higher knowledge. It's going to shift your perception of the world and your power. Yes, it's time to make a commitment to go to the next step, Mm -hmm. upward, Mm -hmm. right? To to step up into... uh, on a more meditation, more joyfulness, like you say, acting without attachment, so that you can, uh, you, you're not creating your own suffering. Because mm-hmm. in, in life, we know that state of rajas is what creates our suffering. Mm-hmm. Because we're always giving away our power by saying, when I get the material reality, I, I will be happy. So we're giving that material reality all our power. We're saying, you you have the power to make me happy and make me unhappy instead of understanding that, oh, it's my own mind. I can choose, yeah. Yes. Um, uh, yeah, I think that uh, we, ha- we know that um, it's not out there is neutral. It doesn't feel like it right now, but what we're seeing is neutral. It's what our mind makes up about it that creates the reality. And uh, Carl Jung talks about this idea of a psychic epidemic. And it's really our duty to create and cultivate that enlightened sattvic mind, because the more we can do that, the more will ripple effect to everyone else of getting out of fear. Uh, the world needs love right now. All you need is love. The world needs love. Um, and, uh, and you can do your part. Not only um, just you want to change the world. They say you start with yourself. You mm-hmm. start with that, that mind. And the less people that are feeding fearful thoughts into the Maya, this experience that we're having here as human beings, the more uh, the more the world can uh, change. And uh, so, you getting into fear just contributes more to more fear. And so, and again, don't beat yourself up if you're scared. You know, let yourself be scared if you need to be, uh, but what, do it from the higher place. Like, allow your your emotions to run. Uh, don't suppress any emotions. 
but we want to watch ourselves from that higher place of witnessing and, and saying, wow, I'm noticing that I'm a little fearful right now. I notice I'm a little anxious right now, or, or, or my mind is anxious. I'm not my mind. And practice, you know, just allowing yourself to be, let your mind be there, but gently redirect it like a, like a feather hitting a balloon, like gently just refocusing it. You're not shoving it and don't be anxious. You're going to create ter- terrible things in the world. Be gentle with yourself. That's the sattvic mind. It's not that rajas, I got to think positive and I can't think negative and I got to shut everything out and I can't be fearful. We want to do it in a very gentle way. Yeah, the, the Gita says there's three levels to it. First, you hear it. In other words, you hear this information. You understand, okay, there's three levels to the nature of, of our, the phenomenal universe. Then you identify it within yourself, meaning you contemplate it. You ask yourself, what state of mind am I in? Mm-hmm. You know, am I being driven by this rajic mind of trying to control things and trying to have things so that I can be happy? Or can I cultivate this sattvic mind? Can I sit down and meditate? Can I read higher knowledge? Uh, you know, can I associate and listen to people that put me in that state of mind? Mm. And I think that we're really forced to do this. Um, you know, it's really hard when our lives are busy, but this is an optimal time. Um, one, uh, imagine that you're watching the plates spinning, you know, keeping those plates spinning, they don't break. And imagine you sit back and you watch them all crash <laughs> and you stay at peace, whether they're spinning or not. Uh, th- that's mastery. That's mastery. Now, not all of us can get there tomorrow, but we want to work toward that. We want to take... What, what are things that I can do today? How do I stay in the moment? How do I cultivate that mind? Um, and when you get into Rajas, you just remember, like, why, just do the witness um, idea. The, I'm watching my mind get anxious right now, getting attached. I'm not my mind. Uh, what do I want to focus on? And um, a great tip for you and what I use is you come up with a symbol. I think I talked about this um, in an earlier uh, video this week is think of a symbol and anchor in something that you can grasp onto because externally everything is changing so fast and, and so crazy right now that you're trying to grasp on a good news or something that's positive and you're, you're, it's still that rajas. So if you have this within your mind, some kind of groundedness that you can just hold that vision, hold that happy feeling, uh, it, it'll really give you something to hold on to. That's, that's more something you can control than out there. And I think that would be a great practice. And even do that, you're going to find that you're going to be less stressed. Uh, when things show up that you're worried about, you go back to that symbol. It's not about suppressing the feeling, but about redirecting the mind and holding it and seeing the truth. And remember, you're doing this with the right understanding that who you are is powerful, that you're connected to everything, that you have um, you, your, your consciousness itself, your pure awareness. Know that you are powerful. Know who you are. And let's cultivate that sattvic mind together and create a ripple effect to everyone around you. And you could just start with your small circle and let's create some shifts in the world. Yep. See you yeah. next time. Okay. Take, Take care. care.